Let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right, Dan, welcome to the Doldrums of July podcast. The we, what? The Doldrums of July. Doldrums of, Del- of July. All yeah. right, what's, what's going on, dude? I don't know. What is going on? So I think um, tonight we jump. I'm assuming you saw a movie over the weekend. I did not going yes. on Wednesday, but I thought you were going to go see Barbie. We were, but we, we decided we we're going to go Wednesday. Okay. Wednesday's the day. So, what did you see and what'd you think? Oppenheimer. Okay. You saw the long one. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was really good. I enjoyed it. I want to see it again, actually. So, classic Christopher Nolan, I assume? Yeah. It's just solid acting, great, uh, great sound, great effects. Um, I mean, dude, it had an all-star cast. It had a ton of actors and actresses yeah. that were pretty solid. Um, can I can never remember the name of the guy who's like who plays Oppenheimer. Um, Cillian. Been, uh, Cillian. Yeah. Cillian. Yep. I think his name is Cillian, yeah. right? He was he was pretty awesome. Um, but Robert Downey did a pretty good job. What? Uh, who's Robert Downey Jr. play? He plays um, Sturgis. I think is what his name was. What was his role in the whole? Is he like a Um, government guy? Yeah, he was a government guy. He was basically trying to like shit on Oppenheimer's career and like get his uh, security clearance taken away because Oppenheimer Oppenheimer made like a slide at him or something and kind of like put all the scientists um, kind of against him. Okay. Because, yeah, it was just some petty it was some petty bullshit Cla- classic government foil yeah dude it was it was it was kind of crazy though because like i never really knew the story yeah um and now that i've kind of seen the movie i am interested in trying to look learn some more about the history around that time did they um, uh did they go into all the german scientists that we pulled to help create yeah. the bomb yeah yep um turns out one of the scientists that oppenheimer had like Felt like he trusted and brought on the project. Ended up being like a spy for spy. the Russians. Russian spy. Yeah. Which is no spoiler because it's like it's already history. Like it's not like I'm sharing information that people didn't know about. Yeah, and I, I mean, couldn't have read about. I feel like it's not like a shocker to the movie or whatever. I feel like at that time, with the amount of people that would have been involved, at some point somebody is going to spy, right? Because it's just about oh, money. Yeah. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Somebody will take the um, take the checks. But yeah, no, it was it was interesting. I I really enjoyed it. Um, solid, uh, solid Christopher Nolan movie altogether. Long, um, too the, long the scenes. So go ahead, go ahead. Was it too long? Long? No, I mean felt about right. I mean, they told a lot. Yeah, right? like it was a long story. I felt like there's probably a few things that probably could have been cut out, I guess. But overall, for I think development of the the story and the different characters, um, yeah, it made it made a lot of sense. I I kind of think the length was was good. Um, wouldn't have gone any longer in my opinion, but uh, they got to a lot of different things. And what's was, uh, uh, what's something interesting that you learned about? the process of inventing the atomic bomb that you didn't know before? Well, my brother made actually a pretty interesting point. It's like, you know, when they were going to research how to build this bomb, they had all these different theories and ideas that they were testing. And they actually developed like the idea of the hydrogen bomb at the exact same time that they developed like the, the atom bomb and like the, Okay. Um, some of the other inventions. So it's like it kind of accelerated that whole process of like trying to develop these super bombs. Yeah. Which kind of became terrifying because people started to think, well, shit, you know, this is definitely a weapon that's going to end all weapons because it's basically a weapon that could potentially end the world. And so I never realized that like Einstein and Oppenheimer were like knew each other. Yeah. And like talked about this shit and like basically said to him it's just like yep this is uh this is literally going to change everything moving forward so as soon as it was like you think about it it was literally the single 
like most defining invention probably in in the world's history do they have because from that day moving forward they there was something that could literally destroy the planet do, do they have the uh, i have become death destroyer of worlds quote in there yep it's in there nice of course it is yeah. classic have you have, have you like read that book or i think there's a book no that's called i'm the destroyer of worlds no I'm, I'm familiar with um so dan carlin did a about a four-hour history podcast on i think he called it I don't remember what he called it, but it was on the development of the nuclear bomb and kind of what that meant for history, what all went into it, and yeah, that sort of how profound it was from a you know evolutionary leap perspective. Yeah, what was that town called? Los, um, Los Alamos, the one where Los they, Alamos. yeah, where they basically tested it and created it, and did all their yep research and studying, and that's where uh, UFO boy claims to have worked. Uh, oh, really? The guy from the seventies, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, um, I also didn't realize that there was four different locations where there were scientists working on different aspects of hmm. the Manhattan Project in general. Yeah, they're trying to keep it divided up so nobody knew all the answers, yeah. type thing. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But um, yeah, I mean, oh man. Pretty intense, man. Could you imagine that time? That was pretty crazy. See, you could develop the nuke first because you knew who figured it out. Wins. Was gonna be, yeah. You win. You literally win all wars. Yeah, I like the aspect of it of the the idea that the ideology. Um, I listened to somebody lecture about sort of how, why the Germans lost World War too recently and a lot of it had to do with the fact that hitler essentially put ideology over practical things yep um you know like killing off your workforce while having a labor shortage at the same time type of practical things you know yep. ideology over practical things and uh that was one of the one of the reasons we got to it first was because he drove all the scientists out of Germany. I think the numbers on Nobel 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 prizes in science, you know, before World War II, it was a bunch of Germans and Europeans, and after World War II, it was Americans. Oh yeah, it's that Huge was brain that drain. Was actually, a, a comment that was made in the movie was talking about how a lot of the scientists were Jewish people. Yeah, and that uh, yep. they basically were fleeing Germany because of everything that was going on with I mean, the Holocaust. And who was it? Von Braun developed our rocket program at NASA. He's a German. He overlapped. Like he was a Nazi, but when the war was over, we brought him over and were like, "Hey, make rockets to take us to the moon." Yeah. We'll we'll forget you're a Nazi if you if you do that. Which is also another crazy. <laughs> Funny how it works Crazy like that. Story. That's a that's a story for a different day. Maybe that's the next Oppenheimer movie. It'll be uh or not Oppenheimer, Nolan movie. It'll be about the uh I guess that's kind of overdone though, the whole Apollo program. Apollo program, yeah. And the stakes weren't necessarily as high. Okay, we're trying to bankrupt the Russians via space race versus we're trying to end the end worldwide war. It's weird, like thinking about movies in general, like the time when after like World War Two to like when the Cold War started, like all those movies in the Cold War were so like like Red Dawn and shit. Oh, all yeah. those were like weird like commando movies with uh no I'm Rambo movies. I said commando, the Rambo movies, like all the uh dudes coming home with like PTSD and like yeah. dude. Those those movies are wild. It's, yeah, it would be interesting to see like a twist of a Christopher Nolan movie out of the Cold War. Just think how it's basically gone to proxy war now, to where, yeah, we've developed this weapon that was going to end all wars in quotation marks, and here we are, eighty years later, and we'll there's wars. there's war in Eastern Europe. Yeah, well, it's because no one's dumb enough to pull the trigger with another atomic bomb. Yeah. 
mutually assured destruction or whatever the game theory stuff yeah yeah because if you did it if you if you did it then i I mean pretty much within seconds of one going off there's gonna be multiple going off and that would just be bad news bears yeah yeah what happens when everybody has nukes did they address that in the movie at all no they never really got to that point yeah that was too uh, much too much deep heavy thought already being thrown at you they did like go back and forth a little bit like in time it's like the way the movie works is it's not like one straight story yeah it's like just the story that kind of happens in like different periods and kind of flashes back and forth um Um, which is an interesting perspective for that movie as well yeah that's pretty pretty consistent with chris nolan um they didn't address what happened in japan as a result of the atomic bomb did they yeah they did oh they did interesting yeah all right yeah i'll have to see this for sure excited yeah into that period of history it's real interesting time um one of the crazy things that i really appreciated was they they kind of talked about the effects that that bomb had going off on um to oppenheimer at least yeah and he like had this huge burden that like he felt like all the blood was on his hands of all those like sure hundreds of thousands of people that like died and shit oh yeah yep um as one probably uh, would oh yeah for sure but if you were i invented a super crazy alien technology that could blow up hundreds of thousands of people at a time and it was used probably feel pretty probably way pretty heavy on you oh yeah pretty bad about myself An interesting, yeah pretty terrible psychological experience i would think yeah uh florence pew is in it big big yeah, florence plant uh florence pew pew fan yes yeah she's a babe she's she, a babe uh, she she's she a good actress a, she is a good actress she had somewhat of a smaller role did she yeah and it was like interesting what are they pulling oh there she's gonna be in the new dune movie too new oh the dune movie dune oh, 2 yeah. yeah she's in dune 2 yeah when's that supposed to be coming out uh i think it's later this year it's really? either later this year or early 2024 i mean depending on what happens with the strikes and stuff yeah i know man there's been so many movies that have been basically put on hold oh my I think gosh I saw, like oh man whatever yeah, will we do sure. without a marvel movie every other month Dude, Blade, man. I want to see that Blade movie. They're making they're remaking Blade? Yeah, with uh Mashira Ali. With a chick. No, 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 no. What's his name? Oh, the, dude. Mar- yeah, Marshala Ali. Um is that the guy from the other Nolan movie? Um was he in Christopher Nolan movie? Is he in Tenet? That guy? Huh? Nope, never mind. Okay, yeah, he kind of looks like uh the guy who played Blade before. Yeah, kind of. Kind of yes. looks like Wesley Snipes. Yes. I'm not going to try to pronounce that name. Mash. Nope. Ali. Marshal Ali. Marshal Ali. Yeah. All right. Oh, he was in Moonlight. Oh. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. He was in Moonlight. All right. Any other movies or just Oppenheimer? Um, Nope. I was gonna see the Mission Impossible movie, but I didn't get around to that one. What's uh what's Oppenheimer get on the Dan scale? One out of ten. Um I'd probably give it like like a seven point seven out okay. of ten. Okay. Yeah. What what detracts? Just a little long? Um a little long. Um it was interesting to me because I, I felt like I sometimes struggled to tell if it was like timelines. Timeline, it was a little confusing, but I think like once I kind of understood that there was like the back and forth, I was like, okay, now some of this is starting to make a little bit more sense to me. Gotcha. Because it happens very like very frequently throughout the movie. Yeah. I'm just um, jumping around. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um no i just i thought it was great acting i thought uh the sets were pretty cool the music was good uh visual effects were really sweet 
Uh, maybe I'll give it an eight out of ten. All right, we're gonna go up those extra that extra three tenths and get get to an eight. Extra three tenths. Yeah, we'll go eight out of ten. All right. Um, would you see it again? Is it one of those movies you're gonna watch multiple times, or is it just? Oh yeah, I want to watch multiple times just to kind of understand a little bit more of that. Okay. Uh, the back and forth with the timeline stuff. Gotcha. It was an enjoyable movie, and I like, I like the cast of crew, so I would definitely see it again. Okay, that's good. It's got it's got to be at least a seven and a half for me to watch it again. Okay, so this one this one makes the cut, but not by much. Yeah. Um, you didn't see the Barbie movie, Barbenheimer. You didn't go full Barbenheimer this weekend. I did not go Barbenheimer, but I have seen some pretty funny like little videos or memes of like. People like trying to like avoid other people seeing them going going to see Barbie. People trying and, to avoid uh, people going to see Barbie. No, people avoiding like people seeing them going to watch Barbie or whatever. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and this guy like go watch is Barbie. like walking across the street, and uh, some of his friends roll by. They're like, "Hey, what's up, man?" And he's like rocking rocking like a pink hat. <laughs> he's like, "Oh, nothing, nothing, nothing." And they're like, hey, man, you want that new Barbie movie? <laughs> you don't have to. Like, yeah. He's like, and they're like, oh, and they all snap and they get out of the car and they're all wearing pink. <laughs> nice. Just, like, stroll into the Barbie theater. Dude, the clickbait around the Barbie movie is pretty awesome. What this, this Dude, I just over. I searched the Barbie movie. What do Bratz fans think of the Barbie movie? <laughs> <laughs> Rolling Stone. That's a Rolling Stone Rolling article. Stone. That's how desperate we are for clicks on the internet. Uh, you can stream it. Interesting. Maybe we'll try to stream it. There you go. Then you can just watch it from home. Yeah, you don't even have to go to the theaters. Um, oh yeah, Prime Video. There we go. Shout out Jeff Bezos. Jeffrey Bezos. No, maybe that means the actors won't get paid, which is still bizarre to me. How how did that did ever, you ever happen? Hear, do you remember that uh, Bo Burnham guy? Yeah. Did you ever hear his song, Jeffrey Bezos? Yeah. Bezos, Jeffrey Bezos. Yeah. Uh classic Bo Burnham tune. Dude, Bo Burnham, he's an interesting character. The whole COVID experience. Yeah. Like, dude, I'm sure there's a ton of people that went through some crap during that, but that was uh, a wild display if I've ever seen one. I like uh Bo Burnham's got a, a Kanye parody song that's pretty good which parody song it's it's about kanye it's oh just, really yeah it's just about like him it's essentially him like he's got a beat and then he's just like talking about his problems and random things that come into his mind <laughs> was that a part of that uh it was part of one of his specials yeah yeah oh, okay yeah yeah he's a wild he's got wild he's dude. got the one um the one that hates on country music singers about how they're all rich kids that <laughs> sing about how they were poor growing up in a small town <laughs> while they're wearing like $1,500 boots, shit like that. $1,500 cowboy boots. Yeah. Stuff like that. It's pretty awesome. Nice. Um, um, all right. What else is going on in the internet world today? I mean, there's a lot, man. Did you hear about the injury with the lions? Uh Oh, what happened? Freaking uh, that uh, defensive back got carted off the field. I guess he's okay. Um, what the frick is his name? Um, defensive back, uh, Gardner Johnson. Oh, CJ Gardner Johnson. Yeah, dude, he got carted off the field, but right, I guess he's right okay. knee. No structural yeah. damage. All right, it's... no structural damage. Yeah, they they're gonna need. Corners. Stay healthy. Yeah. <laughs> please, 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 please. And they please got rid of healthy. Jeff Okuda. And I don't think they drafted any corners. Which not, yeah, not they that, did. Oh, they did? Yeah, they drafted a corner. Let's look at the Lions. Let's let's do a little Lions early season Lions update here. Early season. Oppenheimer Lions. to the Lions. Detroit Lions. We're putting futures on the Lions Super Bowl this year. Are we doing it? I mean, I'm down. Do they? I mean, Let's they could be really good this year. We should go through their schedule and like do like win loss before the season starts. And yeah, all this other crap starts. I'll be like, we'll we'll get into football mode here probably uh, mid August, about a month from now. David Montgomery has an undisclosed injury. That's okay. What's uh, going on here? 
I feel like th- this is it's just weird we injury season. Um, all right, let's see who they got at depth. Uh, oh yeah, they drafted Jack Campbell. That's right. Fix their middle linebacker problems. Um, cornerbacks. Uh, Emmanuel Mosley, Jerry Jacobs, Will Harris, Cameron Sutton. They have uh, C.J. Garner Johnson, Garner, Garner Johnson uh, slotted to start at Nickelback, and then they drafted Brian Branch, dude out of Alabama, I believe, right? Where at? Where Where is he playing? Brian J. Br- oh yeah, he's a backup Nickelback. He's, is where they have him yeah. on the current depth chart. I mean, that's all going to shake out though as we get uh, into camp and things. Yep, he was drafted by Alabama. Yeah, but they, I mean, their offensive line is going to be good. They've got some decent depth there now. I mean, you just really got to like what they've been doing with their draft picks. I mean, they've been they've been not really missing on guys and doing. I mean, they went a little too skill heavy, in my opinion, in this last draft, but they had done a pretty good job before that sort of building depth. So, yeah. And, you know, hopefully Jack Campbell comes in and fixes some of those issues. Yeah. They still got uh, Rodrigo. What happened to Rodrigo? They got him listed as a backup. He's a backup to Alex Anzalone. Or Anzalone, so however you say that. Got an undisclosed injury. No, oh, yeah. Dude, I, I feel like that's – if if you pay too much attention to up-to-date lines, just football news in general right now, you're going to hear a lot about undisclosed injuries. Guys just getting banged up as they get closer to camp. Yeah. Are they, they're not in camp right now, are they? Also. Maybe they are. Well, they have their first – yeah, dude, August 11th is preseason. It's like two weeks. Yeah, okay. Yep. They just Ooh, started. Trying to go to a preseason football game, Ben? What? what? No. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> um, they play the Giants, and then they play Jacksonville. Let's see. Okay. Home. I got two home preseason games. Woo. All right. Go see some backups dude, play. Do they start the season on my birthday at Kansas City over in uh, nice Arrowhead. Nice. That'll be a good gauge as to whether the or not the Lions are legit Super Bowl contenders. And yeah. go into if they can go into Arrowhead. I mean, it's the first game of the year, so and, you know, it doesn't night. really matter. But if they can go in and be competitive I'm against not going to work on Friday, Patty Mahomes. Then we could we could have a team. We could have a squad. Yeah, Jack Campbell is this. This is the full-on knee-eating squad here. Oh yeah, there's going to be a lot of knees bitten off this year. You know, there's not a whole lot of uh, Matt Patricia leftovers on the squad anymore. Yeah, dude, they better smack Seattle game two of the season because they got that. Smack them. Yeah, they don't have Las Vegas Raiders uh, logo on in there anymore. Mm. Wait, Conspiracy what? on here. Nope. My computer is just still loading. Um, You watch the British Open? Yeah, dude. Freaking lefty won it. Brian Harmon. Lefty. Shout out to the lefties out there. Shout out to Brian Harmon. Dude's been putting in work for a while and just hasn't gotten that big dub, you know? What did he end up winning by? I watched sort of in the morning as I was he waking up. I like... End up winning he by a bunch. Like six strokes, man. Yeah, I, was, I got a little excited. It looked like Rory's, Rory was going to make a little bit of a charge, but I don't think that panned out. No, he just the steam kind of rolled out of him. He did yeah. shoot three under on the last round, which was like tied for second best. It's nasty he weather. Kept, yeah, dude, shit weather, man. I feel like that's, that's a, man, I want to I want to play. Struggles for the open, man. I want to play hard, high level competitive golf in a rainstorm like that. Bro, I feel like wild. I feel like that would be so much fun. It's just a different level of like we're committed to this. You know, most most yeah. most most of your Sunday Sunday golfers, amateurs will not be on the court. They probably have the course shut down in weather like that. Not the British Open, baby. As par for the, <laughs> as, the as, British Open, as baby. we're we're in prime British Open territory when the weather's like that. Oh, hell yeah, man. I really want to go over to England and play some courses over there because I feel like it would be a fun challenge. Yeah. Play some uh, play some Link-style courses over there. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, 
I don't think I'd ever be able to get on like to the Royal Liverpool Golf Club, but it would be sweet to go over. I know you can you can get on the St Andrews, and I don't know maybe unless it's a private club, which it probably is. But, yeah. Um. Yeah, man. It's it just seems like such a different like ball game when you're playing with those weather conditions. Yeah. Um. But yeah, good for him. He's he's had some pretty solid finishes over like his career okay he's just never i don't think he's like one like a big one like this so good for him um all right little random corner of the internet thing for you here you heard of reddit place oh is that that game where like it shows you like an image and you have to try to like guess it to like uh nope this is uh this is uh an empty canvas Okay, you can place every single Reddit user can place one pixel every five minutes. And it expands over the course of, I don't know how long it goes, maybe like a couple weeks, not really sure. But it just expands out until this, into this giant like community created piece of art. Interesting. Yeah. You Bring, only put one pixel though? One pixel every five minutes. Interesting. So, I mean, Just anywhere or do you have to build off of what other people build? Anywhere. How big is the canvas? It's pretty large. And like I said, it, it expands. Let me see if I can pull it up here as to where it's currently, where it's currently at. How long does it go for? Uh, I don't know. Oh, canvas expands for the last time. So, it looks like. It's getting pretty close. It might be like maybe a week. Maybe it only goes for a week. Um. Yeah, here I'll 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 share my screen here. We'll take a look at it. It's pretty wild. So here it is. As of, can you see it? Uh, it's coming up. Ben has started sharing screen. <laughs> hasn't shown yet yeah i don't know it might be difficult for the computer to share this it's oh my word yeah yeah holy cow that's insane and so you can see a pixel is the size of this little thing right here and then it expands way out to this whole map of just things so you can so see you can come in and just completely mess up somebody else's thing. Yeah, but you can't really. I mean, you'd have to have a team. The thing is, you got to like organize a community around the art you're trying to do. Now, naturally, oh, this interesting. people take advantage of it and create bots and write scripts around these bots. So that's a thing. But like you'll Ooh, notice, that's really cool. Got a little American flag here holding it down. Got another American flag kind of in the middle here. Got a chart. This was a Charizard. Is mother is that Mother Russia? Uh I where? Right there. Over to the right. Maybe. Yeah, I'm sure the Russians are on here somewhere. You can see the Germans China have China right there, right? Germans. Yeah, the Germans have been dominating. They just have giant German flag across the entire <laughs> top and middle. The French have been doing all right as well. There was a Pokemon card over here that looks like it's been getting just attacked. That's Charizard. Yeah, it was it was way better looking. I think that someone you know people have decided they don't want Charizard on it anymore. There's a Shrek Wait, laying on the beach with Donkey licking his feet. Let's Dude, see that Shrek laying with the donkey. That's so awesome. Yeah, got got the Shrek with the donkey licking his feet. You gotta love that. Um, there's a little Man, some of these people are pretty talented though like well, but to be able to create these with just the pixels yeah but it's not like one person though that's the thing you know what i mean it's like a like i said you have to organize thousands of people what what's been happening is streamers this is like a twitch stream thing where streamers will try to get their followers to like help them create art in a certain section interesting yeah it's pretty wild it's an interesting concept um that's so cool yeah so at some point this will be finished and it'll demon thing next to the dog looks kind of creepy. This oh yeah, this demon dog thing. This has been this has been like evolving from like a demon face and then there was a dog next to it and the dog's been updated. 
these are a lot of these are like internet pop pop culture references. Like this dog has a butterfly on its nose is from some sort of meme or video. Oh yeah. Um, you got Messi down here in the corner chilling. What's the, just to the left there? Is that like a Zugu? No idea. Absolutely no idea what that is. What What's that creature next to the red and uh, this green? thing? In the middle, no, that's a this? that's a dragon. What is that thing? I don't know. That's a spider. It's something. And then, then you've got like actual legitimate art. Like this is just a recreation. Oh, yeah, that's pretty badass. There's a Van Gogh self portrait in here somewhere. Oh, like we can just zoom way in here. Just it's just crazy. The wow. Um, yeah, dude. This is oh look at the go blue Michigan thing. That's nice cool. little 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 Michigan shot. I know there's an OSU tag in here somewhere. Oh, what is that thing? Yeah, it's like a Demogorgon. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> no idea what that is. Gotcha. Anything else? <laughs> yeah. Uh, got another like crazy Dark Lord thing here. Got a little GameStop shout out here. So for everyone that obviously can't see <laughs> what we're talking about, yeah, this is probably the most elaborate, incredible thing, dude. It's pretty wild. Reddit can provide. Yes. <laughs> well, it's just like this international collaboration. You got a Pokemon, like the evolution of the Pokemon games here. Oh wow! Got France has got like a, I think that's Mbappe, maybe one of their other soccer stars there. Oh, look at they did the Star Wars uh pixel to the right there. Oh yeah, St yep, Star Wars. Got your X-Wing, all the Star Wars characters. Oh dude, I got I, I shout out to Little Kids books. It's the uh the fish, the the shiny scale fish. It's just randomly on the German flag here. What was that? What was that book called? Oh man, I've got it upstairs. I couldn't tell you what it's called though. I got it somewhere. Too. So this is this art's been popping up. This has to do with that demon and this dog and how it's like evolved throughout this this like Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> this like case of uh of place, I guess that's what how I would describe it. Yeah. Yeah, dude, we'll see if we can find it. where's that Charizard card. Let's see. Yeah, dude, this thing is just getting destroyed right now. This used to be like a full on perfect Charizard card and the the community has decided we don't want it there anymore. Too much yep. Pokemon. Yeah, dude. So anyway, so that's happening. That's a thing. That's pretty insane. Whoa. Uh, that wasn't there when we first opened this up. What? That little demon guy on the bottom left. Oh, yeah, this thing. You know, what the heck? The nah. green thing? That yeah. was not just there a few minutes Yeah, ago. it was, dude. This popped up yesterday, I'm pretty sure. There's way too many pixels in this for this to have just popped up. Unless someone wrote a code, that's true. Oh, like, there's Van Gogh's. Yep, right there. Yep, got actual art in here. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Like I said, I stumbled on it. I was like, oh, this is interesting. This is like a real. This is like this is that's like, like positive. Mind blowing, dude. Got that's the like Eiffel incredible. Tower. Yeah. Yep. It's like people are saying, if you do certain things, then I'll get this. Like if we if we get certain sections to be my artwork, I'll get this entire thing tattooed on me when it's over. Oh my god. <laughs> There's the what's the uh the the Malaysian oh, flight, the Airbus oh, that crashed into the ocean that's on here. Uh, Starry like Night. 83, yep. 8380 or something. Yep. Starry Night's Starry on here. Night and and cool. Frank made an appearance. Oh my god. There's the Van Gogh. Yep. The Van Gogh self portrait. Little little marijuana leaf. It's just a crazy wow. like EHL. <laughs> yeah. In the German flag. The Peru. Got the Iron Giant. Or no, is that Thanos? What is that? You're more into this stuff than I am. That's that's uh Thanos with a French toast looking head. <laughs> All right. It's like German Thanos. Sounds good. Yeah. Is that bad? But is it Babar? Babar, yeah, wow. the elephant. Yep. There you go. Nice. Shamu action on there. <laughs> it did, there's ones that, uh, yeah, you got the Pepe the Frog touching, I guess, Pepe the Rat. And like, uh, you know what I always get a kick out of too is have you ever seen the reverse where you, you have art? 
All right. Yeah. So anyway, that's uh, that's place, man. Have you ever seen the art where you start in like a a picture and then you can just start zooming into it, and the further you zoom, oh yeah, in, yes, you see a picture inside of it. Dude, those to me are wild. Yeah, like infinite art. Yeah, infinite art. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, no, those are wild. Those, because that would be really cool to like, even if you weren't like a really good artist, but to like mess around with something like that on one of those zoom pads, like you don't even have to be good at art. You can just like scribble around and draw like weird crap. Yeah. And just zoom into your next drawing of scribbled around weird crap. Yep, exactly. Um, but no, yeah, I just, art in general, I get a kick out of. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought, uh, you know, it's just an interesting, like, as much as we feel like the world is being torn apart, here we are creating art as a community across the entire world. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, Reddit, there was this article I saw, I liked it earlier, um, I started to follow some interesting uh some interesting subreddits on Reddit. Um one of the worst is looking at advice that some people give other people when they probably have oh yeah no like place to give advice on things. Like if I yes. feel like I should not tell someone something. I'm just not going to post on it or I just won't reply. Correct. But some people will just post the most obnoxious thing ever. Yes. So this one Reddit subreddit I follow is called golf. Yes. Um, And one of these, (laughs) one of the um, posts that someone made is breaking a hundred common question mark. (laughs) (laughs) You just go in if you look at the responses from some people, and it's like, <laughs> you played with a tour pro for a corporate fundraiser? What are we talking about? <laughs> Wait, what? Some of these people's comments are so ridiculous. Um, In my experience, it depends on what time. Weekends, 5 to 7 a.m. are usually better players. <laughs> what are we talking about, man? Guy just wants to know if breaking 100 is common or not. So 3.49% have a medium of 79 and under. Whoa. 37.91% have a medium of 80 to 89. Okay. 36.51% have a medium of between 90 and 99. And 22.09% have a medium above 100. So it's like 50% of golfers are above 90? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, you think about all the random people who golf. Oh, so he, oh, so he goes, here's my Duffer League stats over 400 people. So these are just 400 people he knows. Okay. And he, he took their averages. Oh, gotcha. I don't think that those, those are not like exact numbers. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's at least a decent sample though. 400 people is a lot. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, you're talking about 400 people that play golf. Right. I mean, I, mean, I feel if you. I feel like breaking 100 is not as easy as, like, you know, it sounds. Yeah. I mean, you got to, in order to break 100, you just have to shoot better than, let's see, because if you shot. You got to get, like, one or two over every hole. So the way I've seen it broken down. Less than than two over every hole because you have to have at least four five bogeys i want to say so the way i've seen it broken down best is on a 72 course you take the hardest nine holes and you add two and then you take the easiest nine holes and you add one and if you shoot that you'll that that's 100 you shoot under that you'll break 100 yeah that's true so that's that's the i've been watching uh this guy on youtube uh he's like a stoic golfer i think his, his youtube channel is like golf sidekick or something like that but his basic premise golfer. yeah his basic premise is like hey man you suck at golf you're not a pro stop watching pro highlights and think that you're gonna go out there and be a pro like you suck just embrace it go out have a good time like if you want to break 100 here's how you do it you you take yeah. you do what i just did you take the nine hardest holes you add two that's your par right 
and just look yeah. at it from that perspective as opposed to like, man, I got a five on this par three. I sucks. Like, you know what? <laughs> You're going to be all right. Like take it shot to shot. Don't let your mind get, you know, all screwed up because you had a couple bad shots. Like the only shot you have is the next one that's in front of you. Exactly. I always tell my brother, I was like, you got to be a goldfish with golf, man. You do. Because the second that you start thinking about, oh, you do. Man, that last shot I just chunked or like yep. that last hole I just got a nine on, like you're you're going to keep playing like shit. I feel like the best golf I've ever played is when I'm not even thinking about it. I'm just out there swinging clubs and having fun. Dude, best golf I play is when I'm by myself. Yeah. Just no, no pressure. Don't have to impress anybody. Just take whatever shot you feel comfortable with. I went out and played a nine-hole uh, par three course. Yeah, and shot a twenty-seven. Yeah, I was dude. even. There you go. I bogeyed one. I birdied one. I parred all the rest. Yep. There you go. Yeah, that's it's it. it's weird. It's like when you play by yourself. I feel like you you're not out there trying to do too much. Right? Yeah. Well, there's no pressure. There's no like you know you're not judging yourself against other people. It really yeah. is. I mean, the mind the mind fuck of golf is completely out the window when you play by yourself. 100% dude 100% you're just out there enjoying it yeah it's like yeah man like what was this thing uh the saying is par is a social construct par is just what <laughs> someone decided a scratch yeah. golfer should hit on this hole it means nothing to your game it means nothing <laughs> I feel like most of the time like I, I know what the the par is on the hole but I'm just like I just want to get in, in as few shots as I can yeah get get Stay in the fairway and get to the green and take yeah. shots that are going to set up a shot that you're comfortable with. You know, if you're comfortable with 110 yards out, then try to set yourself up for that. Don't try to set yourself up from 60 yards out if you can't hit a 60 yard shot. Exactly. You know, you're better off with that 110 yard shot. Yeah, you're better off swinging a full club than you are swinging a like a knockdown club or a half club. Yeah. What was this? What was this other? Uh, don't get angry. Get up and down. <laughs> So you miss the green. Yep. You can still get up and down. Yep. Just, just don't even. That's that's it. You hit the shot, then you're on to your next one. You're you're on to the next challenge. Dude, good good mindset to have for golf for sure. It is because I mean I think people just put too much pressure on themselves when they're golfing. They feel like they have to be some sort of way because they see Rory McIlroy and the boys out there on the TV just. They just make it look so easy. Dude, I, Everyone thinks it's just like such an easy sport. I watched I watched a wedge clinic and it was uh Dustin Johnson and Rory McElroy. And they were 110 yards out with I think sixties and everything was within like five or six feet. Like, yeah, there's a pretty good chance we're gonna hold one of these out within the next ten shots. It's like, dude, what are you guys on? Like, yeah, we spend, they spend, I think Dustin Johnson was saying he spends 75% of his practice on wedge shots. Yeah, wedge shots and putting is where the majority of golfers spend their time. Yeah, I mean, once you get a drive, once you can hit it 200 plus yards fairly consistently, like the next thing that really matters is how well do you do around the greens? Like 100, 150 yards and in. Here's a here's a dad phrase that you can take back. You drive for show, puff for dough. That's right. That's right. Show, puff for dough, baby. My dad <laughs> told me this funny story. I don't know if it's a true story or not, but I hear that uh, there was this uh, gorilla that this guy used to bring around to this driving range. And the guy would line up the gorilla and the gorilla would take a driver and he would smack it all the way down the fairway at like 350 yards the guy's like holy shit did you see this the guy's like yep this is my gorilla i can I, he can hit the ball all the way down the fairway the guy's like i bet you he can't do it again and the guy's like all right 500 bucks he's like all right so he hits the ball again all the way down lands on the green 400 yards away Guy gives him 500 bucks. He's like, all right, let's see him putt the ball. Gets up to it, hits it 500 yards down or 400 <laughs> yards down the fairway the other direction. <laughs> What's the, uh, dude, that's uh, Happy Gilmore, man. He had a 400-yard drive, but he didn't start really competing until he got that putter. Until he got that putter, man. The hockey stick Just putter. Just tap it in. 
Do they make that it's putter? Tap. Can you they buy? Can, you can buy that. You can buy that it's putter. A, it's an Odyssey putter. I, mean, I watched that movie with Katie the other night. It's like, man, I want to watch some Happy Gilmore. Dude, yeah, I'm That's pretty sure you can buy that putter. If someone awesome. replicates it. Either that, or I'm sure you could probably get Kyler to make one for you. Yes, Kyler, how are your um, how are your metal crafting skills? Oh yeah, yeah, dude, you can buy 250 bucks. Damn. That's not bad, dude. That's actually cheaper than my well, my I paid for my putter. Oh man, I feel like I got my butter for like seventy-five to a hundred dollars. I'm trying to I'm trying to upgrade <laughs> my golf game, my golf bag without spending too much money. So yeah. I've been res- oh, dude, go to the second hand so, stores yes. and resale clubs. I've, man. I've been on secondswing.com and I research clubs that were like considered the best of their time from like 2015 to like 2018. Oh yeah. And try to find decent versions of those. Um, so I've upgraded yeah, my right. driver, my three wood and some other clubs for like 300 bucks. It's like, I feel like that's I've got awesome, decent clubs without having to spend a thousand plus dollars. Yeah. I'm like in this position right now where I'm like, all right, I've had my irons for like six years kind of want to try something new yeah i've always wanted to get like fitted fitted for clubs yeah i feel like i'm taller so i should probably get some type of extension on them so but i just i just got to get myself to go and do it yes i feel like you're you're at that level where that would be my next not now maybe in a year or two next thing be like man i need to i feel like i could get a little bit better at golf but the thing is like how many strokes are you going to save if you get brand new irons for $2,000? How many strokes am I going to save? Yeah. Minimal. None. Minimal. Right? None. Yeah. Am I going to feel better about swinging them? Yes. Am I going to look better swinging them? <laughs> Hell yeah. My my thing about golf is like I always, I, always, I, I always say three things. Look good, feel good, play good. There's a swagger to it, right? It's a swagger, man. <laughs> That's a swagger to it, dude. I don't know. Part of like part of me has always felt like if you can play with a little bit of swag, like it's it's what kind of like separates other people from feeling like they can get get to you. You know, it's like yeah, I, I hear you. I don't know. Yeah, dude. I so Katie, I had a really really old bag. Okay. Yeah. So I was I was doing some research like man I mean do I want to get a new bag I don't really want to spend money on that I'd rather spend money on clubs. Well Katie noticed and decided she was going to get me a new bag for Father's Day. So she got oh. me this she got me a new bag. Awesome. Love the bag. It's bright orange. Okay. My the only head cover I had I had gotten was like a it was just is like a very basic like American flag sleeve that goes over the club, right? Swag-wise uh. just did not match the bag, man. <laughs> So I I looked up orange head covers and found out they make um, head covers that are replicas of the tuxedos from Dumb and Dumber. Oh my! So the orange God, one man. and then a blue one, and I was like, oh, that's the ticket there right there. So now my head covers are there you go. drivers, the orange tuxedo, and then I got a fairway wood cover that's uh, the blue tuxedo. And it, dude, it swagged my bag out. That's so sick. (laughs) I feel like I, I was in, so for the longest time I was like, man, I can't really walk very well long distances. And then like trying to walk all over the golf course just didn't really make a whole lot of sense for me. So I bought a cart bag. Okay. And now that I'm like starting to feel better and like, I'm like, all right, I can walk now and I can, you know, walk more and it doesn't bother me as much. And, you know, I like being able to like stand my bag up. Yeah. I'm like looking for, for like a stand bag. bag Yeah. Yeah. But now I'm just like, I'm bougie and I want like a 14 separator with a standing bag. (laughs) And it's like, cause like having too fancy with it. Well, it's like having the cart bag, you have the separator. And yeah. I like that for the individual clubs. Yeah. It's like, I like my clubs in like a, a specific spot. Sure. Cause I always, I always felt like whenever I had like the, the four separator, or like the six separator, or whatever, like the three, however you had it. Yeah. I always felt like I was like looking at my clubs, like moving them around a little bit, clinging them. Like, what, yeah. what club do I need? Yeah. Now I know it's like every specific spot my clubs have in the bag. So it's like, oh man. 
Do I need to get a 14 separator? Probably not. But am I being a bougie little bitch saying I need to get something yes. specific? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Dude, I mean, you got the pull carts that you can get for walking when you go walking. So it's not like you need That's a stand true. bag with like a shoulder strap. I like it just because I think it's easier to move it around and set it well, random places. But I've just noticed that having the cart bag is just so much bigger and bulkier yeah that's true yep and it like having the regular bag i feel like would take up less space you got, you got a cooler pouch in that cart bag you do you yeah you do lose the pocket space which <laughs> yeah sucks. you do the cold yeah. ones are a little little bit harder to keep uh on deck without the uh the cooler oh, yeah. pouch it's it's got the the cooler pouch on like the left side and I can put like a cold rag in there or something. It's like on a hot day, just like pull it out, just like throw it over the shoulders yeah. and the neck or whatever. You have to, you have to get a left-handed bag. Are those hard to find? All <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, right. You know what else I've been really like spending more time on is looking up like all the different kind of golf gloves. Okay. Like, you know how there's just like the typical standard when you go to a golf course of like, a Titleist or a Callaway yeah. or like a <clears throat> Top Flight or, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. or like a Foot Joy. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm going to start looking up, like trying like different golf gloves because I like I like being able to like color coordinate a little bit. I found these ones um, that I, I got. I bought a, a white and gray one and then I got a all black one. And dude, I love, dude, they're like super nice material. Like okay. Awesome golf gloves. They're called uh, Cutters. Okay. C U A T E R S. Okay. If you're looking for some nice golf gloves, I highly recommend that. All right. Pair. I, we're not, we're not spot, they're not sponsoring this episode, unfortunately. But I, uh, I haven't gone down the golf glove rabbit hole because I don't. I haven't been wearing gloves with those jumbo grips I got. Oh, really? Don't oh, feel you got the jumbo ones, dude. Not I, even the midsize. I got the jumbo wombos, bro. As big as I can find what them. Oh the fuck, man! It's like holding That's a so baseball weird. bat. <laughs> I bet it is, man. It's great. Love it. Don't feel like I need gloves at all. Never I been, mean, never been holding the club and be like, man, I feel like I just can't grip this right now. Nope, not a problem. See, I only do the one hand because I that's how I was taught. Like, right. That's how I learned. I grew I up. Like, Same thing with my grip. I don't interlock my grip at all. Just you baseball grip. Just baseball grip. Uh, that's so interesting. I want to play golf with you soon. Dude, let's do it. I am all about the golf right now. It's it's I I growing up I hated golf, but as I get older, it's like, man, this is one sport you can just keep playing until you die. Keep playing until you die, bro. I, I should real. probably try to get good at this because I like sports. I like participating in things, but we're not, it's not like we're getting together and, and you know, running five on five pickup games anymore. But we could get together and do scrambles that's like tr- once every other month. That's right. That's right. It's not hard to do that. Yep. So, yeah, dude, golf. Uh, yeah. All, dude, also, just the mental part of it is so interesting to me from, you know, just talking about like, we already talked about it, but just like the, it's all in your head, man. It's all in the hips and it's all in your head. It was Arnold Palmer that said the biggest difficulty in sport or the toughest thing about golf is the six inches between your ears. Yeah. I think it was Arnold Palmer that said that. We'll, we'll go ahead um, and uh, give that one to Arnie P. He, he gave us the lemonade iced tea combo. Yeah. You did give us that. What's the movie where, <laughs> like, in a line somewhere, and they're like, "Oh man, this Arnold Palmer comes up and gets a drink." They're like, "Man, that's Arnold Palmer." He's like, "You mean the drink magnet is here at a golf course?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, Arnold Palmer, <laughs> greatest, yeah, great golfer, great drink maker. It was. Yeah, he said golf is a game of inches. The most important are the six inches between your ears. Yeah. So I, I misquoted. Or like, it was uh, what's the other dude? The that that dude I was talking about is like the the like uh, the like golf sidekick guy. He talks about how you got to be able to smash those like three foot putts like without oh even thinking about it without hesitation like just knock them in like don't don't if you're a bad golfer don't pretend like those are gimmies when you're playing with whoever just practice them just hit them it, who cares if you miss them you got to be good at those if you're going to improve your score oh yeah because it's like every stroke counts and you yep. pick up the most strokes around the green yep that's what i learned when i started to become a better putter is when i noticed that my scores were going lower yeah 
because now I had the confidence that I could literally make any putt within 20 feet. I was like 20 feet. Oh, I can knock this down. <laughs> I'm not there yet. <laughs> Dude, I, oh, I'm not, obviously I'm not knocking down everything, but I had the confidence right. knocking down a few that right. I was like, okay, I'm starting to get this now. And you're not three putting it, which is the most important. That's the other thing. It's like two putt it. I still don't be afraid of the two putt. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, don't be afraid of hitting the ball up by the hole. Yeah. That's the, that's the biggest struggle that I have is like leaving putt short, man. Cause I'm so worried. Yep. But it's hard when you get, when you're trying to figure out the the speed of the green. So I always recommend whenever you get to a golf course, if you're not going to swing a bunch of clubs and hit golf balls on range, just go to the practice screen for like 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Go putt for 10 minutes. Cause I guarantee you're going to save yourself some strokes on the round. If you can figure out the green speed beforehand, dude, and yeah. it's not always going to be the same on the practice greens as it is on the actual greens, but at least you'll get your stroke down a little bit where you can pick up some yeah. the other thing too. This is going to be a weird one, but if you find that you're not hitting the sweet spot of the putter, try choking up just a little bit on the okay. putter. Yeah, just a little bit. So the putter is not actually on the ground. It's like hovering over the ground just a little bit. Okay. I've been been messing around with like how I line up my putts and like lining it up a certain way and then taking the stroke like almost on the inside, not like like slightly off center towards towards my body. Like that's where I kind of want to make contact with the ball when I'm putting. Yeah. At least that's Um, what I've noticed in my living room. So we'll see how that translates to the actual course. I feel like golf is one of those things where you have to, to develop some sort of like routine that works for you, right? Like yes. everyone's got yes. a different process that they go about yes. putting, hitting a shot. The one thing I always try to do before I hit a stroke is just visualize what that shot looks like. Yeah. Because if I don't visualize it and I can't see it, then I can't replicate it with my muscle memory. Yeah. But if I can see it, then I can think to myself, okay. I can visually see myself hitting the shot. What does it look like? Where is this ball going to land? Yeah. That's what I always try to do. Dude, or just, just, you know, on that same sort of like line, just like knowing what your game is, is so important. Like we we're playing, uh, Johnny and I played last week with a guy never took out his driver. We made it. It wasn't his club. Wasn't his club. He's like, I can't hit it right now. So I'm not gonna, I'm going to take out my, you know, three iron and I'm just going to punch one out here. 200, 250 yards, and that's my drive. And it was yep. super consistent. And then we made him take out the driver on the par five, and, dude, he shanked one right into the woods. It's like, yeah, man, this, <laughs> I get it. I'm not hitting this right now, so I'm not going to hit it. <laughs> that's such a sign of, like, a, a a golf league. He's like, come on, man, just fucking hit it. Yeah, we're, <laughs> dude, you got to hit it. Come on, man. Just, you you can on. get two. You get two. You get two. Yeah, Smoke. we'll give you. We'll give you. We'll give you another one. Smoke both of them into the woods. Left hard. <laughs> oh, that's great, dude. But yeah, it's like you, you know, hit that club that you can hit seven out of ten times. Don't try to hit that club you can hit three out of ten times, two out of ten times. Uh, there's this course up by me that we played on Sunday. Um, on the 18th hole, it's a par five. I think it's like, uh, what is it? Like 520 at Sylvan Glen, maybe it's 500. Okay. It's not a very long par five, but I went, uh, I went driver nine iron. Nine uh, iron. Yeah. You smoked it that hard with your driver. (laughs) What do you, what do you hit a nine iron? Uh, I hit the nine iron like one sixty two. Oh, dude, I'm not hitting my nine iron that far. Not at all. Yeah, not even close. I uh, I definitely swung pretty hard at it though. Um, I just I don't know, man. I've been uh, I've been peering my irons pretty nice lately. Okay, and, and because, you want to get oh, new irons? Why would you want to adjust? <laughs> well, it's because I feel like the clubs that I have are just kind of old. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, if they're worn down and, like, the face is no good anymore and the grooves are bad, then I could see that. Yeah. Like, you're not getting any spin. I'm going to take them in with me when I go to, like, just do, like, a a test with the guy and be like, listen, like, I feel like I hit these really well. I'm not sure I want to get new ones, but I'm kind of curious to see what it would cost to get these lengthened. Okay. Because I do feel like my clubs are short. A little short? Yeah. Like, I'd like to add a little bit, like, even if it's just, like, a half inch. Because I feel like every club that I hold on to, my hand, like, is off, like, 
like the palm of my like lower hand is off the bottom of the club. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like there should be extra club there that I can feel yeah. go th- as if I was choking down on a club. Like I don't need that much extra space right. under my hand, but I would like a little bit where I didn't feel like my, the palm of my, the bottom of my hand was going off the club every time. You just get a little thicker grips on those bad boys. You, ain't, you know, grip them hard. <laughs> well, I just like holding on something. Actually, I had a friend help me regrip them um, down at his place. Uh, he showed me the process, but I was like, "Man, dude, regripping them is easy." I I just it's just a mess. It is a little bit of a mess. Yeah, that's fairly easy. I don't I don't really have a space to do that? that yeah. I feel like it's not going to like get into the dog shit. <laughs> dude, yeah, the, I I I I do not like the thick grips on my wedges, though. I will say that. Yeah, because the wedges got to be more of a feel club. Yeah, it's more of a feel club, and I just. The only reason I figured this out is because I didn't have a jumbo to put on my 60 and I've been hitting that thing so well. And it's just like, yeah, I don't like the jumbo on my other wedges now. It's like, it's just, it's just a club. Huh? How far are you hitting a a 60 degree wedge? Dude, my max on that is probably like 75 yards, 60, 75 yards. If I hit it nice. I'm not hitting mine more than like 60 yards. I don't like hitting that club. I don't like hitting that club full swings. Yeah, it's with. it's. I'd rather I'd rather hit a fifty six. Yeah, see, I don't have a fifty six. I just yards in really. I just ordered a fifty six um, because I have a sandwich. A, I have a fifty two and a and a sixty, and I felt like oh, that's a big difference I hear, between the two. Yeah, it is, and I hear a lot about fifty sixes. I watched a video of Tiger. He says he doesn't use a sixty; he only uses a fifty six. Yep. And uh, I'm a fifty six, fifty two, fifty. Okay. And the only reason I got a 50 is because for the longest time, there's been this distance between my gap wedge and my pitching wedge. Yeah. But now it's just grown even further. Yeah. So now I'm just like, fuck it. I feel like I should probably just get rid of this 50 and then get like a four iron because my my irons only go from pitching wedge to five iron. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Now with I have irons, this gap yeah. between my, my five iron and my hybrid, which yeah. I can hit like 240. So. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I've got an old hybrid that I feel like I hit really well just randomly. It's like I can't miss hit this club. Yeah. Speaking of golf, it's funny. My buddy is like, dude, you've never had me on your podcast to talk about golf. Oh, man, this was the episode. I know. This is the episode (laughs) we could have talked to him. him Let's have him on. We'll have him on next week. We'll talk some more golf. I could. Yeah. It's that time of year where I feel like I could just sit here and talk golf for hours. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love golf. Are you playing Wednesday or are you going to the movie? I so I'm actually playing in a work scramble on Wednesday. Ooh. At one of nice. the nicer courses up here that is a Lynx style course. Which so, course? Uh, it's Eagle Eye. Oh yeah, I know Eagle Eye. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how my game think, right? Yes. Yeah, they have the putting uh they have eighteen holes of putt putting green there oh do they yeah it's I, a sweet putting green course so i know i know they've got they've it's got like, like six grass. or seven courses around lansing yeah but I, yeah eagle eye is one they might i wouldn't be surprised if they had a real grass putting thing there dude this course looks legit yeah i've played there once or twice but that was like years ago before yeah. i was like really in the golf um <clears throat> so it'll be interesting to see because I'm, I'm glad you're i'm glad you're getting into it more dude we're definitely gonna have to play like yeah. i've been meaning to get down to jackson and play with kyler um but i know he's just had a kind of a busy time but maybe we can get down in like september sometime and come play and yeah dude see you guys and Let's meet do up it. and play it uh get johnny to come down we got four yes. some go play at uh um arbor yeah. hills by kyler one of them courses down there yeah, dude. I mean, there's a bunch, but Arbor Hills is the best. Yeah, dude. We'll, we'll get Johnny. Johnny's game right now. He's he's starting we'll to figure it out. Calderon Farms. We go Calderon. Yep. Yep. How far is that for you guys? That's uh, probably half hour, 40 minutes from us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not bad. I think it's like hour, hour 10 for me. Yeah. Right off the highway there. It'd probably be about perfect. Yeah. So we could just jump on the highway too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, dude. Johnny's game right now is interesting. He's, he's very hot and cold. Like we played... We played mono a mono on nine and basically tied each other. I think we both shot like a 46 or 45, 46, 48, something like that. Oh, 46. Okay. I, something, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, but then like last week he just, his head wasn't in it and he was not playing. Yeah. Well. 
Yeah. Uh, he's he's you know he's one where he's he's kind of in that stage where like he's still trying to figure out his swing type of thing where like I feel like he yeah. doesn't have like a like if he if he if he try to tell you like what he's trying to do with his swing I don't know that he has like a real solid answer for that. Yeah. So I mean, has he has he ever thought about just getting a lesson from like a? Yeah. Well, he's had a, he's had a lesson from Patrick before, but that was a couple of years ago. I think it, it probably oh. wouldn't be a bad idea for him. But his problem though is he's he's just so tall. That yeah. like the club, like he got fitted for irons, which is good. So his irons aren't his irons are good. But like he his driver, I you know he's never been fitted for a driver, which is I think probably the one thing that he kind of needs right now. It's like get fitted yeah. for a driver, get an extra long, probably stiff shaft on that. Because right now he's shooting like a slightly longer driver, but it's got a regular shaft on it, which I, he just I think he swings a little too hard. Oh yeah, probably good yeah. guy. Yeah. Anyway. That's golf with Ben and Dan. Golf with Ben and Dan. We just went, we went, we went movie, <laughs> Lions football, down the Reddit rabbit Reddit. hole, and then it just straight golf. Um, you got uh, anything else you want to go over tonight? We're, we're pushing, we're, we're over an hour at this point. Nice. I think we're good to wrap for tonight. Yeah, dude. So we can, uh, let's touch uh, base again next week. Let's try to get your golf buddy on here. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd be down to just do a full golf podcast. Hell yeah! We get, we should talk about the whole live. Uh, oh yeah, stuff. we could go into all that all that fun stuff. I'll I'll do a little yeah. little background on that. I haven't really looked into it, but I know it's a thing. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Let's uh let's schedule that for next week then. All right, dude. Next Monday. Awesome. All right, brother. Till next time. All right, man. See ya. Later.